Hi guys, welcome to Thoughts Regarding Podcast. My name is Natalie and I'm here with my co-host Lizzie. Hey everybody. Woo, uh, Thoughts Regarding Podcast is uh, a lifestyle podcast. We're based here in our home city and we're going to be covering a wide range of different topics from serious, educational to more lighthearted and um, just fun. So welcome. Hi, welcome back to Thoughts Regarding Podcast. Hey guys. Today we're going to be talking about two topics that we both love to talk about. And I think a lot of people love to yeah, talk about these two topics. Yeah, very popular topics. So it's about sort of like personality, but also astrology. So I'm going to, Lizzie, I'm going to be covering um, personality types. So the Myers-Briggs personalities, you might have heard of it before. And then Natalie, what are you going to be covering? I'm going to be covering astrology, which is a very well-known topic, but um, it's fun. I, it's just a fun topic that I think a lot of us can relate to. I was listening to a podcast this morning, actually, and, and uh, it was Ashley Graham's podcast. And she was talking about, uh, she like asked everyone, like, what's your sign? What's your sign? And it's just such a fun thing that's in our daily lives. So I just wanted to talk about it. It's relatable. I feel like it's also like hot topic now as well. Okay, well, here we go. All right, so before we get into our content for today, let's just start off with a little bit of peaks and pits. Yeah, how are you, Lizzie? I haven't seen you all week. We don't see each other on the weekdays, though, I guess, since we're both grinding out there in the real world. I haven't seen you in a while because you were out of town last weekend. Oh, yeah, I was on a trip. Um, So I'll start with that. Yeah. My peak was that last weekend, I went snowboarding uh, with a bunch of my friends, 14 friends, and you know every single one of them, Lizzie, um, in Park City, Utah, and it was absolutely gorgeous, like such a beautiful place. Uh, we had so much fun. We were in this tiny Airbnb, um, but it was right near the ski, the ski resort, so it was really quick in and out access. We played Beer Olympics one night, which was just super fun and like competitive, and we got really into it. Uh, we went out... Um, and got a bunch of groceries and just cooked together. It was just really fun and reminded me of the simple things in life are the most important, just spending time with friends and laugh. Like, we laughed the entire time, and that sounds so just fun. put me in such a good mood. Um, yeah, and it really, it's un- you underestimate laughing. Like, it, there must be some serotonin. There's definitely something thing. going yeah, on like behind It's just, it, it's so great. So that's my, that was my peak, and uh, I got back on, on t- Wednesday or Tuesday and kind of had the evening off and it was really nice to just relax and I, this new thing I do when I go on trips is take at least a half day or a full day off of work right after so I can get back into just like kind of detox a little bit before yeah. I'm like, thrown back into work uh, and that's really nice and I know not everyone can do that because PTO is limited but I try to I try to buffer that in um, so yeah Very so smart. it was your peak my peaks probably two. So last weekend, Bunny was up here visiting for her twenty-first birthday. I can't believe she's twenty-one. Bunny is my little sister, and her and her friend Claire were both here for the whole weekend. So it's always fun when someone comes into town. So yeah, I took them to brunch, and we went to a club. One you probably remember. <laughs> oh my god, what room. is it? No, <laughs> not the living room. Well, also okay, I love the living room. They Sorry. loved it. I mean, yeah. they thought it was the coolest thing. Living ever. room like, is cool. It's- we used to love it. I went, we went so many times when we first moved to D.C. out of college. Really uh, I probably just got over it, yeah. I'm not really a club person anymore. Me neither. No. <laughs> Me neither. But it was fun for her birthday. They had fun. And they had a lot of fun. And then I actually have like two peaks this week. I'm oh, gonna share a second you're going to cheat. I'm cheating. <laughs> so I signed a contract this week to be an AP reader. What does that mean? So that means in June, the college board oh. is going to like pay for me to fly out to Kansas City 
and I'm going to spend a week nonstop grading essays. But I know that That's sounds so cool. It sounds kind of weird and boring, but I'm really excited to do it because I feel like I'm going to get like the insider. Yeah. Info. Are you going to get paid? Yeah, you get paid. Cool. And you're going to have yeah. a fun trip to Kansas City. Yeah, Maybe I should come visit you on the weekend. That could be fun. We could mm-hmm. uh, explore the city. Yes. Okay. Um, so what are... Wait, what's your other peak? That was it. Oh, you said... Yeah, I said... <laughs> I, was sorry, I already I was said like, two. Wait, but what was your pet? I haven't said my pet oh, yet. Oh, okay. Yet. Okay, you can start with your pet. <laughs> okay, my pet. And I hate I hate that this is my pet because it's all in the media right now. Um, and it affected me and I just don't want to give it even more of a, like, you know, acknowledgement. Oh, okay, it's important. It's important. But anyway, so right now, like, the coronavirus is all over the news. And it's very, it's serious. Like, it's a deadly disease. It's a deadly virus. But at the same time, media is making it seem like it's, my opinion is making it out to seem like it's it's like everyone's gonna get it like you're gonna die you can't go anywhere you can't go out in public you need to quarantine like you need to stock up on goods which maybe maybe so maybe I'm being ignorant here but um I, I just can't I don't I, I need the, I need the facts I need like the real facts and there's so much on CNN and even like Twitter that's really confusing um but anyways so I read something on I'm going to Japan in May and I've been looking forward to this trip for literally over a year been planning it we spent so much time planning it not like hours hours of research and they we have a flight so my friends live in LA and I'm meeting them there um, in May early May we have a flight from LAX to Tokyo um, United and I read this article that says that all flights from LA to Tokyo for United have been suspended to the end of April so it's literally 11 days before I was just to fly oh. to Tokyo. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to end up going because of just... And then also, um, you know, I did semester at sea in college. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew this, but for those who don't know about what semester at sea is, highly recommend it if you're in college. It's the most amazing thing I've ever done. Um, I lived on a cruise ship for four months and we went to different countries. We ported and started in Europe and then ended in... Uh, we went to Africa, went to South America, ended up back up in San Diego. And so they started this semester. They started in Hawaii and they went to Tokyo oh, no. and they are literally stuck at sea. Right now they've been stuck at sea for 14 days because no port in Asia will take them. Um, just because everyone's... And, and then they were in Tokyo and my friend Haley has a cousin that's on it and she was texting her saying, even in Asia, like it's just not a good place you want to be because everyone's like super like stressed out and there's so much anxiety about it about the coronavirus and it just doesn't even seem like a place you really want to go right now is japan so my trip might be canceled which is unfortunate not really sure what we're gonna do but i mean still healthy and living so i guess that's um that's better than yeah it's better than going there and getting yes, the coronavirus or just getting going there i mean stuck and having and i mean it just seems like really scary what's happening in china um with well, it seems like the stuff in Italy, too. I was re- reading an article about that. It seems really scary yeah, as well. And Just because countries aren't prepared to deal exactly, with this. Yeah, and we live in such a... I mean, it's a, like we live in such a great country that we can, we can uh, you know, handle a virus. Like, we handle the flu season every year. Um, I know this isn't the flu. There's no vaccine for it. And I totally get that. I'm just uh, hoping it kind of, uh, you know, figures itself out and we can get a, yeah. get a solution for it. But that's my peak. Well... Pit. Speaking of being sick. Oh, yeah. Uh, So my pit is I never, ever, ever miss school. Like, I hate missing school, and my students are there. And so last weekend, my peak was that Bunny was here. Well, part of my pit is that 
Bunny got sick. Bunny and Claire got sick with the flu. And they slept in my bed. Like, definitely shared drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so halfway through this week, I started feeling super achy, um, having, like, kind of flu-like symptoms. And so I, like, promised myself if I could, like, make it through the week that I would, like, if I was still sick, I was going to take Friday as a sick day. And so it ended up, like, working out perfectly because on Friday I was, like, a dead person. Like, I couldn't even get out of my <gasps> So it was really horrible, and I was, like, sad that I wasn't at school because I just really hate for my, like, students to be there and be working yeah. and, like, me not be there. So mm, it was hard. It was hard to do that. I'm but. sorry. Wait, so have you had the flu before, and how did – did they get tested for it? They got tested for and it. And they tested positive. And they tested positive. Yeah, And okay. so – Damn. Yeah, so I, I don't – I mean – my sister and Claire were both like throwing up and oh. like like really really bad. Oh, so yeah. I didn't actually throw up, but I did feel like nauseous for days mm-hmm. and achy and had a massive headache and like Did you sleep a lot? I slept basically the whole day yeah. on Friday. And then I didn't do anything Friday night and then yesterday I kept it very calm. I like did a yoga class nice. and like that was basically Shout it. Shout out so. to Core Power, the best ever. Yes. Uh, I had the flu once in high school and it's serious like I remember sleeping for you can't a do week. anything yeah and it's really important I just want to make a shout out or make a PSA right now it's really really important to get a flu shot because I'm not I'm not saying I I, I don't think I got one this year yet but I, I need to go it's really important because then you don't get it for yourself but then you don't spread it to anyone else yeah and it's, like it's still a flu well you also you so you can still get the flu but your symptoms aren't as bad and yeah. you don't have it for as long yeah so, so it's, it's just really important. it just helps yeah. the and this coronavirus has made me learn about how many people die from the flu each year. I mean, if your grandmother gets sick with the flu, like there's a chance she'll get pneumonia. Um, it's it's serious, and we should we should take it seriously. All right, let's do our current obsessions now. So let's start first with our product. What's your product that you're obsessed with right this now? This is Natalie? honestly this could break the internet. What I'm about to say. <laughs> this is a more than a, this is a public service announcement, Lizzie. Do you know? You know Lululemon, right? Yes. You know the Align leggings. Yes. Are they your favorite? So I have a new favorite. Okay, well, <laughs> what's your new favorite? In movement. Uh, I've never used it, okay. but sorry, I just spent. <laughs> um, I'm getting really excited. So Align leggings are my favorite leggings. I think they're probably their best seller. They're amazing. They are amazing. I love them. They just came out with an Align top, tank top, Ooh. and I bought it, and it is a Amazing. Oh, I'm gonna have to see this. Yeah, Space it's is an, the one that you're wearing. No, no, no this no. is the the V one that's also really yeah. good. But I bought it in this really cute pink color. It's so soft. It feels just like the leggings. I'm gonna have to see it. Okay, I'll give it. I'll show it to you at the. To um, be perfect after for this. a little core power yoga. Yeah, <laughs> it's really really great, and it wasn't that expensive, so. It's that's, that's a good one. Sold out immediately online, by the way. Okay, so mine is an essential oil diffuser that I've been using. I have one. So I've never used one before. It's called Asazuki. I might be saying that wrong, but I just got like the best-selling one on Amazon, and it's like a little round one. Is it like that Um, one over there in my kitchen? No, it doesn't look – it looks like a little different than that. That yours honestly kind of looks nicer. But uh, (laughs) – um, and then I just got some like – standard good review essential oils yeah. like oh, on nice. I didn't get any like really expensive crazy ones but I've been just putting like a couple drops of lavender and a couple drops Ugh. of orange love it into it and it might be the placebo effect but I think it's helping me sleep better the orange apparently is for sleep I don't yeah know. it's it's help it's like really making I me feel better in my room love it 
It feels like you're in a spa at I feel, all times. Yeah, it makes you, like, honestly, I think my breathing is better yeah. when I'm sleeping too. So yeah. well, that's the product that I'm currently loving. I stand. I what, love it. What about culture? Okay, so I started watching um, McMillions. Have you Tell heard of more, it? Tell me more, no. Okay, so it's a new short docu-series on HBO, my favorite. And um, it's about, so I guess in, uh, I think it's early 2000 or early or late 1990s, uh, there was the, you know how McDonald's has the Monopoly game? Yes. Have you heard of it? Like, hey, yes. you can win a million dollars, you can win a car. Mm-hmm. So this group of people with like two people in charge scammed the whole thing and they somehow created real tickets I think I haven't really finished it and I was kind of doing work while I was watching it but um they created fake tickets and they were selling them to people wow so they would get like thirty thousand dollars to selling it to someone and then that person would win a million dollars but the person that would win a million dollars the sad part about it is they were getting screwed because it's a million dollars but then you get it's I think it's like what fifty thousand dollars over 20 years and then that's taxed like shit so then you get like 25,000 in a year you paid someone 30,000 and then so you're not yeah you're not you're yeah. really not making out that much um people were like taking out mortgages on their on their house to pay this guy and he was just like complete scam uh it's really interesting wow. it's really funny might have to check it out yeah it's it's a it's a good one I would I would recommend it what's yours so mine is a little lowbrow again Holy I know God. I'm really making myself seem kind of trashy here but these, <laughs> so these Netflix original no. reality oh, shows wait before you start I try to watch Circle it's terrible it's so I bad I didn't say it was good I just said it's catchy okay I literally turned it off in five seconds well Anyways, yeah. I watched it all the way to oh. the end and you should also okay so my current obsession this week is the show Love is Blind I literally can't with you. We need to let me describe it to everyone really quickly in case some of our viewers are interested. So everyone's interested. Like everyone's watching it. Nick Lachey. Okay, fine. It might not be that (laughs) original, but like Nick Lachey and his wife, I can't remember her name. Um, Basically, the show is these people are talking and like dating each other, but through pods, so they're not seeing each other. I think I've seen the commercials. And then yeah, so you should watch the trailer. Wait, but so you watch it all the way through the end and. Not all of them get married, but what's the what's the premise? Are they just so they so the premise is that before they even meet each other, they have to propose. So they never see each so other. So they so they see each other once they're engaged. My question that I had is, can they describe how they look? They I think some of them ask about race and things like that, and like, like but like I have lifestyle long activity. So they they could say okay. that, but they don't. They definitely didn't in the actual show. It was like definitely which. The part that I thought was, like, interesting is it talks a lot about, like, how connection is way more important than, like, the physical appearance of someone, and I believe that. I do, too, yeah. And sometimes physical appearance can, like, be misleading and can yeah. get you to, like, someone that you maybe wouldn't like. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Not speaking from experience or anything. <laughs> so I, I like it because it, it seems – I know it seems like a crazy idea – but the fact that not all of them ended up getting married, to me, it seemed, like, more realistic. Yeah. So, like, only – I think only two – so, it starts out with, like, 40 girls and 40 guys. I think, like, only, like, six end up get proposing. Married? End up proposing. And then of that six, two? only two end up actually get like, saying, I do, and love? getting married. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that they're – they seemed in love. So maybe I don't like, and I then just, there were some, there were some time. really big shockers. Like there were, I mean, it's on in the background. It's like yeah. nice for me to like have a little, you know, decongestion. Have you seen Love day. Island? 
No. Okay, because that's what everyone else is obsessed with too. And I maybe I'll check that one out. I guess I like <laughs> no. I guess I like reality TV more than I thought yeah. these days. All right. So the topic that I have for us today, as already mentioned, is going to be the Myers Briggs personality test. I love it. I love this especially because. Sorry, I know you're gonna get to this, but I just want to say why I love it before you get in, because you and I are the same. Yes, and we it's have, one top like what one percent? It's like less than one percent of the population has okay. the one that we have, which I'll talk about. Just wanted but. to say that, but continue. So first, I want to talk about how I first learned about Myers Briggs. Maybe you can like share how you first learned about it too. So actually, the person who taught me about Myers Briggs is Tori Shaffrey. And so Tori, Tori. hey Tori, if you're listening. So Tori came to me and was like, I need to know. (laughs) It was like during college. She was like, I need to know what type you are right now. (laughs) She was like, because I think I know what type you are, but I need you to like take the test so I like can know what type you are. So I take the test and she's like, yes, I knew you were going to be that type and was like really excited about it. I wonder if she would think I was that type too. Yeah, we should, we should ask her. So then I took, it's on, there's free ones, there's free tests. Um, I would say the best website for the free test is 16 personalities, which is like, seems pretty reliable to me as like a questionnaire. And so if I was you right now, I would like pause this, go take it and then like come back and listen Yeah, because this might be more meaningful to you if you actually know your type. So that's how I first learned about it. And then later in my grad school program, I took one of the like paid for tests. Oh yeah, and so we did that at work too. Yeah. So how did you first learn about it? Uh, actually, so it's one of those things where you know I always heard about it, and I probably took it maybe in high school or like something. But then um, one of my favorite memories about the trip we went on last year for my birthday, uh, Lizzie and I have this. We're gonna talk about this early, later today too because we're talking about astrology. We have very similar birthdays. They're three days apart. Both cancers. Um, and we took the test when we were on our beach trip for my birthday last year with like eight of our friends and we all took it on the beach just sitting there and we were all talking about it. I think you, someone brought it up. It might've been you, honestly. I think Thomas brought it up. Oh, Thomas yeah. loves to talk oh, about okay. it. Hey okay. Thomas, we oh, always he talk about here. you. <laughs> <laughs> should have invited him as a guest star. Um, but yeah, that's how, I think that's how, and then we took it at work, um, uh, after that. Yeah. So, and what's interesting I think about that trip when we were talking a lot of us had the same the same and so not not all of us were INFJs but like I can't remember what Thomas is ENFP or something I don't know so someone responded to my story Megan let's see what Megan was so while you're looking for that I'm going to talk about what it is so what is it it is technically called the Myers-Briggs type indicator so the people who work for the company don't really like for you to say that it's a test but it is considered by many to be a personality test. And it's actually the most widely used personality test in the world. So it's estimated that over 2 million people take the test annually. And so that's two not million? 2 million. That's not including 16 personalities. Oh, that's wow. only including the, the, the paid, paid for one. one. Wow. So the company MBTI, Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, um, they make $20 million a year. That's from wild. Tests. From the test? From the test. See, from the paid-for test. These are the kind of great business ideas where there's now probably no – there's probably very limited expenses to, like, keep exactly. that up. And they're just raking in the dollars. Exactly. So what is it actually? It is a test, which they don't like for you to call it, but it is a test where you – answer 93 questions so take some time we, it was 93 93 questions but not the one we took yes 
the one we took. The it 16? Takes, yeah, it takes about 15 minutes. Oh, I do remember it yeah. taking long, but 90 So it takes about 15 minutes. And, like, the questions, some of them are really easy to answer. Some of them are hard to answer. And you answer them on, like, a spectrum. So yeah. it's, like, strongly agree, neutral, yeah. strongly disagree. Um, and so, basically, the test groups everyone into 16 different types. And so the types are based on these different indicators. So I'm just going to like talk through what the indicators are and what they mean. And then I'll get a little bit into the history of the test. So the first letter you could be, so you could either be an introvert or an extrovert. So you, and when you're saying your type, it's either going to start with an I or an E. So the I stands for introvert, E stands for extrovert. And so this is kind of like a controversial this is my topic, favorite. I think. This is really important. I want people to know the difference between the two. Yeah. So what a lot of the research I did was on this talks about how introvert and extrovert really means where you get your energy. So if you are an introvert, like the common misconception is that you don't like people and you're not good yeah. with people. And you like aren't loud. Like you, you're not outgoing. Yes. But it just means how you get your energy. So if you're an introvert, you get your energy and like recharging by being alone. If you're an extrovert, you get your energy and recharge by being with a group of people. Yes. So Natalie and I are both introverts, but we love being around people. Every time I tell someone I'm an introvert, they're like, you are not an introvert. There's no way. Because I'm super outgoing and like, I, I, I feel like I talk a lot. But and I feel like two introverts like wouldn't have a podcast like yeah. this. I feel like that's sort of like the misconception of it. But but no, it, I mean, it really just has to do with how you get your energy. So if you're loud and enthusiastic and have a lot of friends and hang out with people all the time, you could still be an introvert. Yeah, totally. So I think that's kind of interesting to note. The next letter is going to be either S or I. So, or sorry, S or N, um, which is kind of confusing because the N stands for intuition. So it's sensing or intuition. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really know any S's. Like I feel like I don't know a lot of people who have S in their lettering. But basically what this stands for is whether you prefer to focus on the basic information that you're given. Elizabeth's an S. An S. Oh, she is? Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. So if you like to focus on basic information and like just take in the facts, then you're sensing and then if you like to Sounds interpret like and then add meaning to what you are given, your intuition. So you're an N. So you take in the basics, but you really like to build on top, build of, on top of it and interpret it and come up with your own sort of okay. like interpretation. So and then, sorry, say the say the sense. So the first, so intuition. sensing, so sensing is you like to just take in the basic information. Okay. Intuition is you like to add meaning to the basics that you're given. Okay. So then the next letter choice that you can be between is thinking or feeling. And so this is when you make decisions, whether you prefer to focus on logic and consistency. And so if you're thinking, you really only like to think about the logic and consistency of that decision and like the immediate effects that it's going to have. But if you are feeling, then you consider the people first before you make the decision and then you follow logic and consistency. Um, and so you take into account like special circumstances, if that makes sense. So um, and then the last one is judging or perceiving. So this has to do not with making decisions, but with dealing with the outside world. And so if you are judging, you prefer to get things decided. Um, and then if you're like, so judging, you're a very decisive person, you make a decision, you stick with it and go with it. Yeah. If you're perceiving, then you prefer to stay open to new information and it can often be hard for you to make a decision and stick with it. So 
Yeah. So that's just like the background of what each of the different types means. Mm -hmm. So before we do anything else, I want to give just like a little bit of history on the test. So the test is based off of the psychologist Carl Jung, who we've talked about in earlier episodes. In the dream episode. In the dream episode, we talked about him. But so before like empirical thinking and like psychology based on data emerged carl jung is like a very early psychologist Mm -hmm. so all of his tests and all of his information about personality types really just came from his own experiences and so he himself did not test any of them out but he came up with the idea that there are different types of people you can like cluster people into these different types and so his principles were later adapted in the 1940s by Catherine Briggs and her daughter, Isabel Myers Briggs. Okay. And so the test itself um, emerged when, when this mother-daughter combo um, started actually applying the test and seeing the consistencies that they found, like, again, amongst their life. So I just want to give a little... Um, disclaimer about the Myers-Briggs test. So through the research that I've done and a book that I was reading, the book is called The Personality Brokers, and it talks about the strange history of Myers-Briggs. It discloses the fact, and I did not know this before doing research for this podcast, that modern psychologists believe that the test is totally ineffective at predicting people's relationships or success at various jobs, which is what the test claims to do. Interesting. So, but do, do they claim that the test is like completely bogus, or do they? No, ju- so, it's probably way too much detail. But the test goes into the fact that binary, so just between two things, because you're either like introvert or extrovert, they go yeah. into the fact that like you're not really one or the other. Yeah. And so, when you take the sixteen personalities test, it gives you percentages. So it yeah. tells you oh, so yeah, your percentages true. like might be different than my percentages, even though we're both mostly INFJ. Basically, the psychologists say it's just not that simple. Yeah. So also there's some criticism in the fact that no matter what type you're assigned, you get a very flattering description of yourself. Yeah. And so people read the description and they're like, like oh, that's, oh, so that's me. me. Oh my gosh. Which I feel like I can relate to when I read it and I was like, wow, I'm so amazing. Um, <laughs> We're the advocates. I know. <laughs> um, so then the other problem with this test that psychologists have Um, with the validity of the test, is that as many as 50% of people get a different personality type the second time they take it. And so this isn't true for me. I've always been, every time I've taken it, and I took it another one this morning. Oh, you did? um, I did. I took it this morning just to like, I was like, oh my gosh. As I was re-reviewing some of the stuff, I was like, what if I get a different one and I'm not an INFJ? Um, So I took it again, and I don't remember what I said the last time I took it, yeah. I still was an That's INFJ. So, I made Clark take it last night. So I think like 50%, I don't know. It makes sense to me that some people would be consistent. Also, they say like, as you grow and develop and your personality type changes, like I yeah. know for Tori, she told me that she feels like hers has changed, like as she's gotten out of college and as she started working in the real world. So um, it doesn't mean it is completely bogus. I think you can still get a lot out of the personality test. A lot of people... Um, really feel like they found a community through knowing the test and we're a community yeah and so just because it isn't 100% accurate at telling you what your job and career is going to be I don't think that takes away from the value of the actual test and so what the book I read talks a lot about is it says it goes back to this fundamental struggle that humans have where humans are trying to figure out who we are 
And it goes back to this identity surge. And so the problem psychologists have is that it's not just so black and white like that. Yeah. But what humans like with it is that it does it give gives you, like, an identity. Like, it gives you a sense of community. Like, we are the same. We're different. And that's one thing. I hate to keep going back to this this book that I'm reading about sapiens is has all it talks a lot about that too about how humans love being we versus them yes and that's negative and that's positive but um that's just kind of kind of core core human principle so before i wrap up with our section on this i want to talk about the type that we share natalie so natalie and i are infjs um, so again, if you haven't taken this test, you should totally go just Google 16 personalities, Myers-Briggs, and it should come right up. It, it does. It is kind of fun to read about who you are and know what you are with the test. And it gives you, I love the, I like the 16 personalities cause it gives you uh, historical figures and, and leaders that are like you. Which yeah. Is so I'm going to just read the general description off of 16 personalities of what Natalie and I are. So the advocate personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population, but nonetheless, they leave their mark on the world. Advocates have an inborn sense of idealism and morality, but what sets them apart is that they are not idle dreamers. These individuals are capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. Love that. That makes us sound so great. I know. It makes us sound really amazing, which I think is why psychologists don't like this test. Um, Like it needs negatives. What I think really sticks out to me are the strengths and weaknesses, and I feel like both you and I can really identify with them. So some of the strengths of INFJs are that we are creative, insightful, inspiring, decisive, and passionate slash determined. So I feel like those really kind of describe us. I think we are. That's what this podcast is all about. But I know, right? I was like, we're so creative. We made a podcast. (laughs) Um, But the weaknesses, I feel like this also really describes us. Oh my God. Sensitive. (laughs) Sensitive. We're both definitely sensitive. Perfectionists. uh, Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's bad. And then the one that I thought was interesting is being private until you really get to know someone. Yeah. And I think we're both like that. Like, definitely. we're nice to everyone and we'll talk to anyone, but they don't get to know a lot about us unless we really trust them. Yeah. Um, and then also the last is, one can burn out easily. That's like the definition of us. That's literally me to a T. I go so hard and then suddenly I'm like, I, I can't anymore. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm right. done with life. Exactly. So that's it for Myers-Briggs type indicator. You should definitely t- check it out. Take a test. Um, but if you know, take it, let us know what you get. Yes, you should follow, let us know on social media. Follow us on uh, Twitter. I just made one yesterday and I'm obsessed with it. Thoughts Regard is our Twitter. And then Instagram is Thoughts Regarding Podcast. Amazing. So tell us what you are and maybe you're an INFJ too. <laughs> okay, so... This is really closely aligned to the personality types. And I'm going to talk about astrology. And there's a lot of similarities between the two. And when I was even looking through, I was I Googled like basics of astro- or like astrology and what does it mean, whatever. And the first thing that came up was astrology signs or zodiac signs and uh, MBIT personalities. And so which really, really was interesting. And I found that um, it's just they have similarities in the way that it kind of brings people together and puts them into different groups based on their personality, based on how they how they uh, interact with people and such and such. So um, I'm going to read off a quote just to kind of end your section and start mine that I liked that kind of summarizes why people like MBIT, MBTI and astrology. So um, the MBTI and astrology are both useful tools because they can provide a group of people with the same vocabulary which to understand each other and to understand themselves. 
When MBTI and astrology are at their best, it's because they're bringing good people together and fostering understanding, which I think is really great because um, even though some people might be listening to this and don't, they don't believe in either of them or think it's, you know, just a hoax or whatever. Even if it is, it still brings people together and like a lot of it still helps you reflect and understand yourself and like in a positive way. And it's not, it's not hurting anyone. It's just bringing people into it's a like one a community. It's like a BuzzFeed quiz. Like, just let yeah, me yeah, just figure out what type of cat I am. Yeah. Like. So, do you believe in astrology, Lizzie? I have, so, for a long time, I did not. Um, and then, more recently, I just have friends who so strongly believe in it. Yeah. And so, Same. I downloaded the CoStar, Co-Star. app. Yeah, we'll I don't know if you're going to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, so I downloaded the CoStar app. And I learned it's more than just, like, your birth sign. There's, yeah. like, a lot of other elements that go into it. And so I don't, like, read my horoscope every day. But I do believe that people that are different signs share common characteristics. Yeah. And I do think – I mean, people send me memes all the time of cancer Cancers. stuff. And they're like, this is so you. I know. This is so you. I'm like, okay, shut up. I look great. I get it. I'm, I'm like moody. to help people. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so yeah. So I think, I mean, I definitely believe there is some element yeah. of truth to it. Whether it is what we should use to like drive our daily life. I don't really agree with that. But so what about you? Yes, I do. I'm I haven't sat down and thought about the exact science of astrology and if it's, you know, been proven. I haven't done research into like the, you know, the true like, I guess, um, like origins of it and and to say like it's a hundred percent true. But I'm not gonna do that because I like it and I do believe in it as a kind of a daily, just fun thing in my life. And it, it like I feel like I am a Cancer and like you're a Cancer and and you know. We have friends who are Scorpios and we make fun of them because they're Scorpio. And like, it's just fun. So I, I like to believe in it. And there's a lot of, so I'm going to go into like the history, like a quick history about it. And there is a lot, it, it's been around for thousands and thousands of years. And at the very beginning, um, astrology and astronomy were the same exact thing. There was no difference yeah. between them. And that's what's really interesting is that it really does stem from science. And it's not just random people typing horoscopes on the internet now. I mean, sometimes it probably is. Um, but there are, you know, the zodiac signs and like your, your, whatever, your house, your moon, that stuff. It, it, there is actually like a, um, whatever it's called, a, I can't think of the word, but a celestial map that goes yeah. to it that defines like the day that you were born, the place you were born, um, the time you were born, what did the stars look like and where do you fall in this like circle map? So the map is really cool and it's on CoStar too, but I'll get to that. Um, and we'll also post on Instagram because I think it's really important to like look at the map yeah that's something I didn't realize probably until last year is that it is much bigger than just oh I'm a cancer yeah it really does matter so I'll get into that so let me I'm just gonna get into it so um just a quick overview and the origins of it it was uh from the Babylonian times and they are generally credited with the birth of astrology um and they used it uh early early on to predict the reoccurrence of seasons and certain celestial events including natural disasters um they would use it to like predict what their agricultural farm would be like yeah which is amazing to this yeah so this is emerging i actually kind of knew some of that it's emerging at the time of the neolithic revolution which is when humans switched from hunting and gathering to being like settled in agricultural societies and so during that time people were really trying to make meaning of the world around them and trying to understand how nature fit into their daily lives 
And so it makes sense that this would emerge then. This also, they talk about, um, in Sapiens, he talks a lot about the agricultural revolution and how it is the most life-changing thing that ever happened to humans. And we start, and a lot of stuff, a lot of religion started to stem from that too. I don't know if you know, or you probably do know this, but in the book he talks about it because people were looking for answers and like why they, they had to stop and think I think about yeah. like the world around them because when you're hunting and gathering you you're don't just, have time to do that you're just moving you're living day to day another thing about the book is it talks a lot about how life before then was so much better because when you were a hunter-gatherer you were a forager you had so much more free time you didn't have to like tend the fields you didn't have to worry about your crops so you would just like hunt and then chill all day you worked way less so I actually have or used to have my students do a debate about whether it was better before or better oh, after oh my god I love that and Can so I, I had them yeah read also Jer- Jared Diamond's um, Guns, Germs, and Seal he talks about like why the Neolithic why the Neolithic revolution is the worst thing that's ever happened to you humans. have to read Sapiens because he so, says the same thing yeah so I need I do need to read it um, but it, what's interesting though and the perspective that I make my students take a lot of time is like would we be okay without living in a house? Like now it's hard to say, like, would you really want to go back and like live, live in that way? I know we're getting off track, yeah. but yeah. But we lived, I mean, humans lived for 30,000 years plus with no houses. Yeah. But would you be okay with giving up your current situation to go back to that? No, because this is a society yeah. I grew up in. Yeah. Like obviously not, but had I never known. But it's it hard be- to say like without modern medicine, without technological advancements. Like, and we don't have thing is, is like we're we're basing that on assumptions yeah and no like, one was there we didn't yeah also like people weren't able to innovate in the same way because they didn't have free time or they had free time but they didn't have free time that they were spending and they, on another thing that's really cool about sapiens is it talks a lot about specialties and how when people started specializing in certain things whether it was like building swords or like yeah. you know sticks and stones um, it gave other people time to focus on other things and yeah. that's how they started innovating because they would just buy wow, from... you should teach my class this is what we oh talk my god about. <laughs> oh my god I should can I be a guest speaker on specialization of labor okay we just got way off track but um, back to whatever well, I started they started to do weather patterns um, they use it for agricultural purposes I talked about this um, and so then one thing that's interesting is there's kind of three three different things there's astrology then there's their zodiac sign and then there's horoscopes which okay. are different so explain to me the difference. Yes, so I'm going to. So early astro- astrologers knew that there's 12 lunar cycles. So there's 12 months. The um, the the moon goes around the, the earth 12 times. Every t- the sun goes around. Or sorry, the earth goes around the sun once, and in that one time, the moon goes around the earth 12 times. So they knew that. So those are the months. Those are the months. Okay. And so they realized that there was four seasons based on the earth's tilt that fit into those. 12 months so they named the signs of the zodiac against 12 constellations so every time like the whatever the earth spins you can see a different constellation there's 12 of them there's 12 months there's 12 moons and then there's four seasons so then they broke up it into four groups so there's fire signs water signs air signs and earth signs and those are kind of all fit to the different seasons right and what are we so we're water signs and cancer scorpios and pieces um, Pisces. Pisces. <laughs> it's like Reese's and Pieces. What do you say? Reese's or... Do you say Reese's Pieces? Reese's or? Pieces. You say Reese's Pisces? No. <laughs> it's either Reese's Pieces or Reese's... Reese's Pieces. Oh, There's no. a... Di- yeah. I say Reese's Pieces. Yeah, Reese's Pieces. But that's not right. That doesn't sound right. That sounds right to me. Reese's Pieces. 
It's Reese's Pieces. Ugh. Whatever. Anyway, so um, we are intuitive and emotional, which, <laughs> yeah, I'm emotional. So all um, water signs are that? Yeah, okay. so all water signs are that. And then, um, yeah, so air signs are intellectual and curious. Earth signs are practical and grounded, which is Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. And then fire signs, Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo are passionate. And so I, uh, we're also the we're in the fourth house so I'm going to describe so this is really complicated to me and I don't think I'm going to describe this well but based you have to look at the chart but based on when you were born where you were born and what time you were born like what day and time there was a certain the sky looked a certain way mm-hmm. and that sky is mapped onto um, the circle and then it de- determines your house it determines your um, and then, then it determines your rising your, yeah your rising and then your sun like actual yeah. signs so that well really what happens is every single planet based on you is mapped in a certain area so you have like a pluto for you is in a is a certain sign it's like your stamp on yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah yeah like that's like your map when you're born pluto was here for you like in this area based on kind of where you were in the world so i was born in austin texas so my map would look different if you and i were born at the same exact time you were mm-hmm. in like india it yeah. would look completely different we'd both be cancers because of the season but we just have different qualities and because of the because, month yeah. but because of the way like the Pluto was like a little bit off that it determines other things so um, we're common, co- commonly called the crab and our we are f- the fourth house and we are also our um, our planet is the moon so this is when there's but our planet is the moon yeah so it's well yeah it's like obviously yeah. that makes sense but um each planet is associated with two signs, so not including the moon and sun. So Ju- Jupiter is associated with two different signs, but the moon is only associated with one sign, and we don't have a planet. So our oh, planet's okay. the moon, which doesn't okay. yeah, make that Confusing, much sense. But, yes. And then the sun um, has its, its one, too. So the sun is just with Leos. Okay. So that's their, like, that's their I don't know what it's I think it's called, I have to look it up, but... I don't think it's their it's their rising, but it's like their whatever their planet sign. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, we're we're the moon, which is cool. We have our own. We don't share with anyone, um, and we're known as the crab. We are sensitive, friend oriented, practical. Hates to argue, which is true. Sometimes I like to argue, but I feel like not. I avoid it. Yeah, I avoid it too. We forgive, but we don't forget. We yeah, that's our. I feel like. When people send me memes about being cancer, they either send a meme about holding a grudge or about like <laughs> helping people. So. I always get the moody ones about being like emotional. Yeah. Um, so then there's the horoscope, which this one is the one that I just don't understand. So is this the daily yeah, thing? Yeah. So okay. there's a daily horoscope. And I'm also going to talk about Mercury being in retrograde because I think this is actually extremely interesting and has a lot of. Um, uh, like it makes sense and so horoscope is every day based on the position of the sun moon planets and stars at a specific time bait and then applying that to what your actual birth horse like birth zodiac situation was it those the way that this like the way that the sky is right now is going to affect me in a different way than it's going to affect you that's what a horoscope okay. is saying okay. which is kind of wild i mean I mean, maybe there's some truth to it. Like, maybe I don't though, know. Like today, because, I looked at mine and I was like, "Oh, because could be also like applicable." We are so think of the think of the how big the Earth is. Think of how big the Sun is, and like its pool on the universe compared to my pool, and how 
the moon is like is is like yeah it is like affecting me like the moon is bright out today and it's gonna affect me in a way that i have no idea and like who knows what like gravitational situations happening we don't know shit about the universe first off so yeah there's just so much we don't know so who knows it could be true and i do love reading daily horoscopes it's really fun um and then co-star is really cool too because you can see if you link up your friends we have to link each other up yeah so everyone should download the co-star app also and because it tells you i think are you going to talk about the rising signs and things like that or did you already sort of yeah i try to cover that but that's like the moon situation so So, yeah i think maybe you can maybe you can i'll look at my app but so my friend who's like really obsessed with it tessa hi if you're listening to this she made me download the co-star app like immediately and so I like the app because it tell it shows you like your chart and so in my chart here see my like my yeah. rising is Aries and then my moon is Taurus I think the ones that matter the most so your sun is that's your main one and that's like what you're most connected to but then the other ones well, are dependent on where you yeah. were born and the time that you were born which so I you think sort of, sort of already I think the about. reason why that we have because I'm looking at mine now too the reason we both have moons is because moon is our planet yeah so like if you go to my chart um cancer but it tells you what your so your moon is in sagittarius so that's different yeah than mine my my moon is in taurus yep so it's interesting because it just makes it i think kind of like myers-briggs myers-briggs is like an oversimplification kind of and just saying i'm a cancer that's like yeah. an oversimplification but so I this think really breaks that it is, down yeah so i like the co-star app because it really gives you a yep. lot of a lot more information about your sign that feels more personalized to you. Yeah. And so like even though Natalie's a Cancer and like I'm a Cancer too, um, so yeah, it says at the top like Cancer, Aries, Taurus. So I think that it also like my daily horoscope is different than yours. So based on mine. So like those are the most important ones that you're rising yeah. as a Virgo. Because I think what you're rising is is what you actually like act like. Or how but other people see you. the thing I don't understand, like, the thing that, does this rising change? No, it never changes. See, that's where I'm... It never changes because it's based, I think the rising is based on where... Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're born, maybe. So, for example, I'll read, read mine. Your rising is the mask that you present to people. So it's like the way that people view you. So if you people at if you ask people what I was, maybe they wouldn't say cancer, maybe they'd say Aries. So it can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. Some say it becomes less relevant as you get older. It changes every two hours. So if it doesn't make sense, text your mom to confirm your birth time. So, so I texted my mom and changed it, and then my whole thing changed because yeah. I had three p.m. and then I changed it to eleven. Yeah, so it's really important to know um, when you were born. I know it's interesting, but. So today, it's really cool because you can kind of see what, I'm looking at the app now, what your daily horoscope is. And it says, like, I have power in thinking and creativity. I have pressure in spirituality, social life, and self. And I have trouble with work. Mm. Which, you know, I mean, the thing about astrology is everyone's like, you can apply that to anyone. Like, you could just throw that in anyone and be like, oh, yeah, it's true. I do have trouble with work because everyone always has trouble with work. Yeah, but, but like, still, like, it could still. bring... It could make you feel and connected to something bigger, they, and that's there, what's important. There is a serious, like, alg- algorithm that goes behind this that is calculated every day for your sign. It's not yeah. like someone's sitting there behind it. It's like a machine-run thing. But um, I think it's it's really interesting. So um, I would download the app. It's a little confusing, but I think you can just do some research it, and it have to figure it out. It explains it. Like, yeah. each section is explained on there. Um, so 
anyways, this is interesting. So the back to horoscopes really quick. It's made each day and it pays attention to what the stars and the planets are doing. And so for an example, Gemini's allegedly aren't as affected as most people by Mercury being in retrograde because they have strong communication abilities and Mercury being in retrograde. What is Mercury? Mercury, sorry, I can't even say it. <laughs> Mercury in <laughs> retrograde. What does that even I'm gonna mean? Explain like, it. I hear it's it all the time, so interesting but, okay. because, you know, you always see the memes where it's like, oh, Mercury's in rec- retrograde. Like, don't go out. Like, yeah. don't date anyone new. So what it means scientifically is four times a year we based on mercury's rotation around the sun our rotation around the sun we like pass mercury but we're not really we're both going the same direction but it looks like so the analogy so when is when we're passing it yeah so when we're pa- it, the analogy is if you're driving in a car and there's a truck next to you and you start going past the car faster um, it looks like the car if you look out the window the, the truck is going backwards but you're just speeding up so okay. like you're going like this right yeah so mercury is in retrograde it's pulling behind earth and it looks like it's like passing us behind us but we're actually passing it forward okay um at least that's that's what um it says and so during this time it's it has an effect of life on earth because of the gravitational waves the rotation just like two planets passing each other makes sense right and it specifically affects uh technology and communication so that's why you'll often hear like don't like use your cell phone like when Mercury's in retrograde because technology is going to freak out or whatever and okay people have trouble at work people communicating have, like, yeah yeah it's like, just like a whole uh, thing like yeah. everything's going wrong during uh this time and it's it's interesting but it's I mean it's a real thing that happens like Mercury does go, go in retrograde. retrograde yeah yeah okay so it's funny and um I like to blame things on it like oh, I need Mercury to be out of retrograde this is such a bad week <laughs> yeah I think, like, it's the, I think that's the thing about Myers-Briggs and astrology is like it's the relatability. Like, I know. You feel like it's you just can, like, like identify with yeah, something and like yeah. you could blame something else on it. I mean, I wouldn't go around saying like you should blame your problems on Mercury being in retrograde, but like whatever. It, it does make you feel better. better yeah. than whatever role um, So one thing I did find when I was doing my research to kind of close things up is that there is, they do have, um, based on your sign, what Myers-Briggs you would be. And for cancers, uh, we would be INFPs, which isn't far off from what we are. Yeah, that's We are INFJs and the sign FPs. So what it says is cancers and I- INFPs are guided by their gut feelings rather than observed facts. They are highly intuitive with great emotional intelligence and they, they are great at reading others. Although they can be read, um, accurate, although they can accurately interpret the emotions of others, they tend to be a bit guarded with their own interior selves. If left unchecked, this can prevent cancers and INFPs from connecting with those around them. Sounds mm, like sounds us, even about, though we're sounds not. Sounds about right. Even though we're not INFPs, I think it was interesting. Um, and then uh, the best apps for astrology, we kind of already closed on this, but uh, you can look up the NASA chart online, which is really interesting that to look cool. at. It's, it's really, that. really, pre- it's just a pretty picture of um, like a circle and then uh, the different celestial situations at a certain time and like where you fall versus where other people fall um and then it has all what i what i didn't realize about astrology is we have like like you were mentioning with our rising sun and blah blah, blah being virgo like every single sign we have a relationship related, to it. Yeah. yeah and you can yeah. see it on the chart which is really cool um and then obviously co-star is super fun and i love con- like if you get your friends to do it you can see what their moods are for the day yeah uh so that's fun um, but yeah, I just, I really like astrology and I'm going to end with two little things about us. So, um, you know, like the silly memes on Instagram where it's like, if you're a cancer, like you like this, 
Um, apparently, we taste like peaches and cream. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh, apparently the show we should watch on Netflix is Pretty Little Liars. Have you seen it? No. Me neither. Maybe you should watch it. Yeah, I'm like, maybe I should watch it. See, that's so influential. Yeah. And then our love language is Make Me a Playlist, which... That is definitely our love language. So we used to make each other playlists. Lizzie and, and I make each other's playlist every single... We used to make each other CDs, like raw, back in the freaking early yeah, 2000s. like when we were driving to when we were high, school, in high school. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and that's then great. now we still make them on Spotify. It's great. Love that. Yeah. Thanks, Nat. Okay, so to close out this episode, Natalie and I are both sitting here with our bullet journals. I'm really excited, guys, because I got a bullet journal. Uh, Lizzie influenced me. It's so ugly compared to Lizzie's. I, I can't draw a straight line. I used to think I was artistic, and um, I'm kind of struggling a little it bit. It takes. It really does take time, so give yourself grace. That would be my tip. And also, if you haven't listened to our bullet journaling episode, that was um, our last episode, so you should go listen to that and hear about what bullet journals are. So we're sitting here with our bullet journals, and we're both going to say <laughs> this is a so fun. goal that we have for this upcoming week. No, I have multiple. I oh, want to talk multiple? about all of them. Okay, great. <laughs> tell, tell me all your goals. Okay. So I actually made goals. So what I'm going to do is I made goals for the month because I think New Year's resolutions are way too long to keep track of, and I started doing goals for each month which have been really great but I'm setting them way too high and I'm not reaching them so I'm gonna take it I'm gonna be a little bit easier on myself this this month um so my goals for the month I'm not gonna get into those there's a long list um but the goals for this then I'm gonna break it down by week so what do I need to achieve love the goals for the month by week bullet journal is really gonna help you with that yeah and that's why I'm already loving the bullet journal I'm gonna make my habits I'm really excited um anyway so the goals for this week is I'm actually gonna be remote this week for work which I haven't been in two months. And so you'll so, be here. So I'm going to be at home every day. So wow. we can work out together. We can work out together. Yeah. This is great news. I haven't been home since January, like first, or I guess January 6th, right when I went back to work. Um, so I'm really excited. And what that means for me is working literally from home, which is good and bad. I get kind of lonely, but I also get to recharge as an introvert. It um, allows me to kind of just like get back to my old self. Yeah. Um, so anyways, back to my goals. Uh, my goals for the week are to work out every single day. And on top of that, if I find myself like watching a YouTube video or watching something else or like on Twitter, I'm going to go down to my gym and walk on the treadmill and do it. Okay. But that's not, that does not count as a workout. So it's like a little extra bonus. Okay. Love that. Um, And then I'm going to do, try to do low carb all week. So I'm trying to do um, low carb for the next like four months and, but I have a wedding and such in a few weekends. So I'm going to try to do it for two weeks and then kind of a break and then do it again. And then, um... I am going to try to stay focused every single day and really like focus on one task at a time and put my phone down and look at it every like five minutes instead of or every hour like for five minutes instead of constantly working on it. Yeah, focus. That's great. So okay, so I have. I really like to think of it as the month picture. So and I only like to set I like to set two like main goals for the month, and then I like to set sort of like an intention for the week. That like follows mm. along with that. It's like mine. So yeah, it is similar to yours. So my big picture month like things that I'm trying to do is gonna be one of them is intermittent fasting. Oh, the hardest thing I've ever done. So Not intermittent true, fasting, but... for those of you who don't know, just means that you aren't eating for like 16 hours. 
and then you are you're like eating window is like the rest of the time so it basically means that you are skipping breakfast so the time that i'm gonna start eating is gonna be around 11 11 30 well it's, it'll probably be 11 30 12 more like that are time. you gonna have lunch so yeah so i'll have lunch at 11 30 12 um and then like during my fast time when i'm awake i'm gonna drink some tea and things like that and then i'll stop eating at seven and then I so I did it for a week and it was really really hard. So for me. I actually like did like a trial run last week. That's something that I kind of like to do before I like I like to do like a soft launch yeah. <laughs> of my goal a pilot before, before I really launch it. And I was able to do it last week, so I'm very hopeful that for all of March I'm going to be able to do it. So I'm looking at I've blocked out uh, March's 31 days. Yeah, I've blocked out 31 boxes. So I'm going to try it for 31 days. And then I'll like kind of reevaluate. This is all sort of like moving towards my like wellness and well-being yeah. like goal for the whole year. Awesome. And so that's gonna be what I focus on. And then another thing, this is I don't know if you already saw it. I am really, looking at it. <laughs> really hard. So one of my other goals is to just have more like financial security. And a problem that I would have is shopping. Yeah. I'm so easily influenced by the podcast I listen to or the YouTube videos I watch, and I just like want to buy, 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 buy when I don't need those things. And so I feel like March is the perfect month to do a no spending. Great. And so this is no this isn't like I'm not buying groceries, I'm not buying things I need. Like no, I'm allowed to buy like my staples and my groceries and things like that. Um, but I am not letting myself buy any clothes, any books. Oh my god, I no know, books. I you know. can borrow some of mine. So I'm I mean I have a whole <laughs> yeah. bookshelf full of books. So I'm like I need to just read the books I already have. Um, any accessories, any okay. makeup, like yeah. anything like that. I'm not, I'm going to stick with what I have, use what I have. Just do it for one month. And like I'm just doing it yeah. for one month. And I feel like March is a really good month to do that because it's like, it's yeah. not quite spring yet. Like in April, I'm going to want to buy new clothes. Yeah. I have all my winter clothes already. Like, so I'm hopeful that I can do it. We'll touch base next week to see how I'm doing. <laughs> um, and so we can hold each other accountable. Yes. And then I, I mean, I also have like my routines, which I won't really talk about, but I try to like set them and tweak them each month. Oh, that's cool. But then I have a word that I like to focus. It's kind of like yoga where you like think of your like intention at the beginning of the week and you like set it and stick to it the whole week. So the word that I am trying to focus on this week is consistency. That's awesome. That's so I'm trying one. to just be really consistent in everything I do and not, I like tend to jump out of the gate and do stuff really fast and then like back yeah. off and burn out. But I'm trying to be really consistent back and to realistic. those cancers and INFJs. I know. <laughs> Can't get away from it. So I hope everyone has a great week. Well, I just want to say one more thing before we close is that so it is March 1st. Yes. And March is, I feel like one of those months where you're, uh, it's like, it's right. It's almost spring, but it's still freaking but cold out. Yeah. And I've been doing financial hibernation, which I'll, I'll just talk about that next week since we're out of time here. But um, it's my last month of doing financial hibernation. And I just have this like, we're almost at the finish line. It's We're almost over the first quarter of the year. It's going to be spring in April. If I can just... Just got to get to April. If I can just make this a really good month. I feel the same way. I feel keep, like March, I just got to grind yeah, it out. Yeah, just keep grinding. And then April, it's like spring. And we're going to happy hours every Friday. It's going to yes. be great. Um, well, yeah, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. A reminder to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, tweet us, tag yes. us. <laughs> We're new to this. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye.